don't ever touch these things. These two things right here, don't, don't be kind of here. Don't ever use it. Look, when you want to move, when you want to adjust it, just move this one. Yes, sir. Or this one on the bottom right here. Uh, let me know. Let me put your finger. Yeah, here. Is that one or here. this one? Yeah. Don't touch these two. Like I told my <laughs> so you're, you're listening, but you're not. No, you're hearing, but you're not listening. Hearing, but you're not listening. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today's gonna be. Today's a great day. Yes. Especially for me. Yes, it is. Everyone has a unique <laughs> gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective a and be true to yourself. Um, um, the One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e-life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am your host, Mike M.I.C. Reed, and as always, I got the lovely co-host, Diana Gotti from hey. AB Wellbeing Coalition with us today. And we have Mark, the president of the AV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce mm -hmm. with us. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Yeah. You busy man. I'm very busy. <laughs> Three this businesses, I'm telling you. Yeah. Man. It takes a lot out of you. It really does. It does. You, you've been ripping and running. I know it because uh, I've been right there with you. But yeah, it's Friday. Friday, thank God. Is your day over today? Or you still nope, up? it's not over. I got a haircut at 2 o'clock to go get. Hey. <laughs> that's his day. You got a haircut. I got a haircut. Yeah, that's actually a jolt of joy. Yeah. Yes, we were talking is. about that yesterday. Hey, so um, I know the last time you was here, you know, we always talk about the chamber stuff, and we are going to talk about the chamber and the community stuff. Um, but I also want to talk about your um, landscaping business because you got a very successful landscaping business, and you do a great job. Because I was actually um, with you last week, and I saw some of your work, and Wow. Tell us a little bit about that. I appreciate that, Mike. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when I was 18 years old, I was working with my dad and uh, he was a landscaper. They actually considered him the godfather of landscaping up here because mm -hmm. he came into the uh, valley here in 60, 1960. He was working at uh, Line 42 in Palmdale. Mm -hmm. We lived in Montebello, so he was driving back and forth every day. Mm -hmm. Then he got to the point where he stayed, started staying with my, my sister or my mom's sister uh, and uh, my uncle, and he would stay down here for about three days, do the landscape, and go back. And uh, just, you know, it was just crazy him trying mm -hmm. to work at Plant 42 and then do that all at the same time, keep money on the table for the kids and roof and whatnot. So growing up, that's all I knew was my dad would, um, you know, he was gone at an early age, and then uh, he decided to move us out here to the Antelope Valley in 1963. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was five years old. Um, so I've been out here since 63, watched my dad leave, uh, plan 42 and start his own business. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was kind of cool. I always wondered how come dad, you know, could come and go when he wanted whatnot. I didn't know that he was an entrepreneur at that time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of followed in the footsteps. So when I was 18, I started my business part-time, uh, very part-time, like on just the weekend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I loved it. I loved getting creative. 
and uh, use my hands. I loved art. Yeah. So to be a designer, you have to love and have an imagination. You have to love what you do, and you have to have an imagination. Right. So I started designing probably in about 1985 is when I actually started doing the designs. I started the business right out of school when I was 18. So there for a while I was just doing work for people that they knew what they wanted. So I'd just go in there and do it. Yeah. And then it went full time for me. So I uh, got a couple employees in 1987, hired my first two employees, uh, started doing some big jobs here. Actually, my first big job in the Elk Valley was a set of condomin- condominiums that was called the AV Condos on J2 in yeah. 15th Street West, right across the street from the, uh, the hospital. And I was scared when I took on that job because it was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, uh, I think it was 60, 60 units, but in close proximity to each right. other. So I did that. And then uh, it just the passion just kept growing. So growing. So next thing I knew, I at one point got up to twenty seven employees. Uh, went out and did a job out at Edwards Air Force Base on the dorms, and that oh. uh, took us a four. It was a four week project. We uh, in two weeks threw out twenty two semi trucks of sod, forty five hundred five gallon plants. But I told myself I'd never do that type of work again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> prevailing wage because it was yeah. It was a lot of paperwork. Anyways, uh, as I grew, um, the passion for me was to be able to show the client um, the job finished before a shovel was even put into the ground. How am I going to do that? I was already doing the blueprints, but people couldn't follow those blueprints that I was making. After about showing them three or four symbols off the legend on that on that design, that blueprint, they were like, man, I, Mark, I'm lost. I'm just going to trust that you're, you know, the vision that you're yeah. showing us or talking about is going to come to fruition. I said, okay. So in 2000, I said, there's got to be technology out there that I can actually go and, and look for. And that was seeing um, compu- the computer technology that had come up. And I'd seen over at Staples a couple of programs, landscape programs. So I purchased one and I thought, man, this thing's junk. I can't even figure it out. And it's only 150 like $46. Mm-hmm. So I said, there's got to be something at the landscape industry show. So I went down to Long Beach, mm-hmm. uh, went down to the um, show there, and I knew all the vendors that were there because I was already doing a lot of business with them. Yeah. And this gal approaches me, and she says, hi. She goes, I have uh, a map of where everything is. Is there something specific you're looking for? I said, yeah. Is there anybody here that has any kind of landscape software that I can put on a computer and actually design from that. Yes, we have two two vendors here. Where are they at? So that's the only thing I did is I was looking for these. I was walking past my landscape supply suppliers, uh, nursery suppliers, and they were saying, hey, Mark, how's it going? Pretty good. Hey, you going to stop and talk? No, I'm not here for that. I already know what you guys have, and we already, <laughs> right. we already work together. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You deal with me all the time. So I said, um, you know, I'm here just to look for some design software. They're going, oh, okay. Like, they were surprised. So I found... Two vendors had them both show me how they worked, and the one that I thought I liked the best was the one that I bought there at the show because there was a show price on that. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was twenty two hundred dollars for me to buy the CD. Uh, man, that's a lot of money. So how am I going to learn how to do this? I'm not very computer literate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can come to our class. We'll. Uh, it's twenty four hundred dollars, eight hours for five five days for one week, and we'll show you how it works. I said, you mean you're going to show me which buttons to push, right? And he goes, yeah, exactly. I says, well, I think I can do that myself. So it took me about a, uh, thirty days, to a full month to figure it out, but I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From there, it became a very good tool. Mm-hmm. 
But to do that, you still have to have the imagination of what you want it to look like first. Right. And that was the key. Now, I, I'll be real honest with you, Mike uh, and Diana. Um, people would always ask me when I would c- actually do the design on the computer and show it to them. They were going, how do you even think of this? How, does, how do you come up with this stuff? And I told them, it's a gift. It's a gift that was given from me to me from God. Right. I couldn't do this without him allowing me to do this because I said it was very tough for me to learn this on my own and you know I had to have faith that I was going to be able to do it and somehow I was able to do it and then I was able to identify you know without him I probably wouldn't have been able to so giving him all that recognition and glory for where I was at I just my business just grew right I could go into a job site was if it was a residential and there could be five, six contractors that had already been there. I come in and I don't have any paper with me. All I have is a camera. Yeah. And the client would go, you don't have any paper to take notes? I said, no. I said, would you have liked me to brought like a can, a, a can of, you know, we're in the backyard and they're going, I, I see all sorts of colors back there. And I said, you obviously have already had some people here. She goes, yeah, I've had like five people here already. I said, okay. So I guess I should have brought a can of paint. Right. But I says, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is we're going to have a conversation. You're going to tell me what you like. And I'm going to enhance that for you. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a picture with my camera. I'm going to go back to my 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 office and I'm going to come back and show you what it's going to look like before we even put a shovel in. I said, because that what I'm doing is I'm giving you that visual concept. Right. What they're giving you here is like five different colors of paint. And I don't I'm looking at that and I'm confused. Right. Right. So. Too much information is yeah. always good. Yeah, so, um, you know, and a lot of times, too, they are looking for somebody to give them some good ideas, but not mm-hmm. tell them how they're going to, how it needs to be landscaped. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I was running into as these clients that I was going to see were telling me, that, yeah, I've already talked to a couple of guys, but I really didn't like them because they were trying to tell me I had to do it this way. And I go, well, wait a minute, you're the client, you're paying for it, mm-hmm. you should get what you want. Yeah, if it doesn't make sense, then you should be educated on that. And this is the reason why that probably isn't a good idea. But if you really want to do it, then I can do it. Right. But here's the options for you. So I was able to give them options. So with that being said, my business exploded. And it was, all, it was because of this design yeah. uh, process that I went through with the computer-generated uh, uh, program. Well, that, I, that was your gift that God a, gave you. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows it shows in your work ethics too, you know. Uh, like I said, I, I work with you, and and I, I could just tell. I mean, even sitting here listening to you talking about it, you can tell the passion. Like that is a gift that he gave you. Yeah, and actually, as I was listening to you, um, in my mind, I was like, you know, I think your your uh, character strength is actually creativity, and um, you know, in through the CAP program, Certification Applied Positive Psychology, we actually kind of dove into our character strengths. So in my mind, I was like, I wonder if his, you know, like um, character top five strengths are, you know, creativity, love for learning, because that's something that you kind of, you know, also touched on, and spirituality, because you are um, you are, are a man of faith. And um, like yesterday, we were at the high school, and these are the tools that we teach them or show them at a young age. Um, but sometimes when we are not aware of our character strains, um, we don't know how to sometimes navigate through that and utilize them because we all have 24 character strains. 
you know, like, and that's why as I was listening to you, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's it. I wonder if that's it. So I definitely would invite you at some point to take, um, you know, that survey that I had right. Mike and, and Diana. It, yeah. yeah, do, because this is part of our also our well-being and our mental health. And um, I know you're a business owner and they're really great to know what our um, employee employers and employees um, and in a group you know, um, how to navigate through those character strains, you know, like mine is love. Um, you know, I, I just have so much love for everyone and also creativity and, um, love of learning. So I think that's why I'm so, I'm, I'm so good at what I do. Um, you know, like, and when we're kind of in, in sync with that, it flourished. And I think that that's why your business is, is so, um, it's so productive because you are kind of connected with that, you know? So and the fact that you're very creative, you're definitely utilizing your character strength. Oh, yeah. I yes. Got to do it every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. Now he's not looking at his. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I keep, hey, I keep mine up. I, I keep these up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the kids really are like in all awe when we bring it to them, to their awareness, because they're developing and they're, you know, like our next leaders, right? right. Um, into, into our future. And if we're able to kind of um, uh, like bring it to their awareness and utilize it now, you can only imagine what our future is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, every time I, I leave the high schools when we're doing these workshops, I'm just thinking to myself like, oh, my goodness, our future is going to be so much better now that they're bringing this um, awareness. And actually, I wanted to share kind of a, a fun fact that um, one of my my uh, colleagues, uh, Miss Sylvia, kind of um, did a vision, right, a vision um, for them. We had them put both of their hands out. And put papers in them, right? And he was wearing a backpack, and we asked him, okay, now can you remove your backpack without putting those two papers down? So imagine that, right? Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Can you remove a backpack without putting either one of those papers down? So the example was, in those hands is all your friends' problems, your neighbors' problems, your parents' problems, maybe a parent on drugs, maybe a parent incarcerated, or just everyone else's issues, right? And in the backpack symbolize what? Your problems. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, and then finally um, Sylvia removed both of those papers from their hands and said, okay, now remove your backpack. And it was so easy for him to remove it. And it says, it's not until you put other people's issues mm. and problems down that you're able to kind of, you know, um, help yourself out. Mm. So visualizing, and I think that that's what you're doing for your customers as well. You're able to give them a better understanding and a, and a perspective, you know, like in your mind just kind of brought in, it's like, oh, I see it now. You know, and that's kind of what we did. So I just thought I'd kind of, you know, throw that in there. That's on, a great analogy. Isn't that's that like an that. amazing? And yeah. even as adults, when you yeah. kind of do yeah. that, I was, I, you know, my husband always wants to reconnect. Like, what's going on? What happened? How was it at the workshops? And then I gave him that, you know, example. And he even was like, oh, my God, everything makes sense. Because even as adults, right, yeah. we kind of walk around with those two pieces of papers in our hands. Mm-hmm. And we're not able to flourish. And I think even in business, right? You were able to kind of just pivot and remove all of that stuff and really focus in your vision and in your dreams and look at where you are today. Right. No, you, I mean, you're very successful, man. Uh, like I said, I've I, I witnessed your work. I see it, see it in you. I see it in you every day every time I talk to you. 
Yeah, you I think we right. just had that conversation today <laughs> in your office. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. So um, before we move on to the other stuff, Diana got some great news for us. Oh, <laughs> so I actually, um, I, ha- I tend to forget this a lot. And today I am celebrating eight years of remission of my cancer. So oh, eight years ago yes. today I was in surgery and um, I had named my little, uh, my little tumor Royd because it was on my thyroid. And um, that was kind of a really, really uh, tough time for me. Um, I was fairly young and I had two little ones and I didn't know what I was kind of uh, getting myself into. I just knew that I had to take care of it. And um, I'm really good about forgetting that I'm a cancer survivor. And my husband goes, you know, today's your anniversary. And I said, no, I totally forgot. So that's why um, I was. <laughs> hey, no, shit, this is a celebration. Oh. Eight years. <laughs> no, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Like, yes. for real, that, that's, that's incredible. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Like, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I I don't like to say, you know, that I was a cancer survivor. I just think it was a, a little rock in my road, and I just had to kind of get over that. And um, But it did mold me into the person that I am today, you and see? I'm thankful for it. Talk about that all the time. We can't, we can't minimize or even, no. like, you know, have regrets, you know, because – you know, especially like when you when you have growth, you know, all those things that you've been to, regardless if we like them or not at the moment back then, but it made us who we are today. Yeah. Yes. That's why I have no regrets. I tell people all the time, I have no regrets because it made me who I am. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing about growing and learning. You know, if you, if you take learning, you know, the positive from it, mm-hmm. you know, like how we always talk about take the positive out of the negative situations and grow from it. You know, you learn from it and it's what you get. Yeah, the outcome is a great. It's great. Oh, it's always going to be great when you do that. <laughs> so woohoo! Take that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank yes. you. And I'm I'm sure that um, you give God glory for all that as well too, right? Absolutely. Because I'm sure um, having faith in what God was going to do for you and mm-hmm. knowing that He was going to heal you, and then yeah. the healing comes to fruition. Absolutely. That had to been. Um, I'm sure one of the first things you did was you thank God. Yeah. Right? Oh, That's yeah. Awesome. You know, uh, my parents are very, uh, very uh, religious, and uh, my mom never stops praying for us. And that was the first thing I said. Um, I said, God has already healed me. I said, everything's okay, because both of my parents are also cancer survivors, and um, they never lost faith. And I know that um, they're both, you know, walking miracles. I mean, their their stories are just so, um, so impactful that I knew that I was going to be okay. And I knew that God was going to be the one um, looking over me and gave those doctors the wisdom that they needed to just go in there and, you know, take care of what they needed to take care of. It was really um, an interesting time in my life. I never stopped to say, why me? It was more like, all right, let's kind of take care of this, you know, and I didn't really process it I guess I never really cried I never you know victimized myself and I was sharing with Mike that after my husband told me that I kind of jumped in the shower and I was singing and as I was singing uh, it was glorious by Mm -hmm. uh, it was Mac Miller and as I was saying that I was just like you know um, there's a part where he says now let me testify and that really is what um what I can say this is, it's, it's my testimony. 
-hmm. of how God works and how he utilizes us, right? To, to tell our story, you know, when other people might not, um, have that, I guess that courage or that will to want to keep fighting. God, God has, I guess, a purpose for all of us. Absolutely. Right. So absolutely, he does. You know, and, and so that I, that's a great segue for for what I definitely want to talk about. So I want to talk about community. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about like you know, uh, Mark and I just had our uh, monthly board of directors meeting this morning, and it's something that we kind of addressed at our meetings now because you know I, I'm a firm believer in we all got to take you know responsibility, accept responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability for our actions, right? And none of us, none of us is perfect. And this is why, like, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, this in our meeting today. And obviously, I'm not going to talk about what we talked about in our meeting, but just kind of address, you know, some of the issues that are involved in the, the community. And for me, it's, it's, it's people accepting, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to, again, take ex- acceptance to what we do as individuals because we are leaders, right. especially as board of directors. We're leaders in, in this community. And when we are a board of director and we representing something like a chamber, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's big. Yeah. And regardless if we're at our chamber event or at someone's house barbecue, we still got to represent because we are the face of the chamber. Right. And so we, we got to kind of be that leader and be that example. And for me, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, um, I don't know the word to use, rumors and stuff, you know, that, that's, that's here in the Antelope Valley, and we have to change that. I mean, right now our hashtag is, what, join the change? Join the change. Join so the change. We, we just can't say it and not do it. Exactly. So, I mean, Mark, because you know you're the president, so you, you get it a lot. You hear all the stories. So what you're saying, Mike, and I agree with you 100%. Uh, so when we say join the change, <clears throat> the change that we're talking about here is, yeah, we want to make things better. Mm-hmm. But what's the most important thing here in the community right now to make better? It's bringing, getting rid of the division. Right. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of the drama. Yeah. Getting rid of the he said, she said type thing. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot in any organization or whether it's a committee, whether it's an actual business or it's just a group of people getting together, it happens. Um, so when we talk about joining the change in the, in the uh, chamber, we're talking about making a difference with community relationships, meaning mm-hmm. let's unify, let's work together, let's collaborate, let's uh, try not to step on each other's toes, even though there's things that are going to happen where there's so many events going on, uh, and there's so many people that are involved in these events whether it's with the company that they're with or maybe the um, people they hang out with. Either way, uh, things sometimes are going to pile up on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, the worst thing that can happen is when that does happen, that you don't take offense to it, you know, until you know the whole story. Right. So you know how that actually all came to fruition and, mm-hmm. and came to the table. Um, one of the things joining the change for me this year and actually last year in 2022, when I took it over to the presidency, one of the things I wanted to bring in was prayer. First thing, prayer at the event. First thing, because that's really what you're doing is you're inviting God 
and to be in the presence of what you're going to be doing there, mm-hmm. whether you're given a speech, whether you're going to commingle with other people helping them network, whether there's people coming into the door and they really don't know anybody, but they need to be felt like they're being welcomed in. And that's where empathy comes in. Mm. I believe that if you're a leader in whichever you're doing, whether it's your own personal business, whether it's even in landscaping, I have a lot of empathy when I already meet with my clients because a lot of times they're on a really strict budget, but they mm. have this dream of what they want to look at, what they want to look, look at, look like. So mm. for me, I have to look at them and I have to talk to them and I have to find out what they're wanting, but I also kind of have, fi- have to find out where they're at kind of in their budget without being a car salesman. Mm-hmm. And so I can help them get there, maybe not all the way, but let's get them there maybe three quarters of the way on a really good affordable budget. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm bringing empathy for me saying that, look, I know I'm gonna, not going to make a ton of money on this job, but I want to help you feel good about what you're going to be looking at in your yard. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the chamber... We're talking about making sure that we give our members what we're telling them they're going to get when they come in as a member with our chamber. Mm-hmm. So if we're telling them A, B, C, and D, and we only give them A and D and B and C are missing, then we're not really doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. So we got to ask ourselves, what, what are we doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we talk about what we're doing wrong, it becomes constructive criticism. It doesn't become I'm pointing the finger at you and saying that you messed up. No. And that's where you got to let God lead you into your what into everything that you're going to do. So basically what I'm doing is I'm human, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but at the same time I'm always asking to God to, you know, give me the right words to talk to my board about. Give me the right words to talk to this member about when this member's complaining. Try to help me put into perspective where they're at in their mindset and in a way, if they're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing as a member, kind of let them know in a lovingly way that, right. hey, you need to kind of step up a little bit and communicate with us. There's a lot of different variables that come with this, mm-hmm. and we just have to be, um, we got to be led by the right words and the right mindset when we talk to anybody about it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And not only that, but communication, like you said, it's key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in any organization, um, especially with the chambers, I always say it's a hub. It's a hub for our community, right? Whenever a new business wants to come into our community, what are they going to look for? They're going to look for your chamber. And if your chamber is not putting out the, I guess, the the, the type of business that you want in return, you know, do they want to continue or be a part of this, you know, um, they're thinking of longevity, right? Mm-hmm. Long-term, they want to be here for, um, you know, you're hoping for a while, you know, to allow our community to grow. So I think that that is important and key to put out the behavior you want in return, you know, but communication, working together, because at the end, the Antelope Valley is not that big. You know, you're going to come across all of these people that you're, you know, kind of working with, especially in the chambers, Um, you know, and being able to represent it in a good way. That's what you're going to get. That's how you're going to get more members to want to be a part of that. So I think that that's that's key if you're able to kind of portray, you know, what you want in return. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to also throw this out there, too. When I was 30 years old, I went to the Lancaster Chamber of Commerce, which Mm -hmm. was on 10th Street, where the 
Valley Press used to be mm. before they moved to Palmdale. And I went there because somebody told me, you know, Mark, um, if you really, really want to grow your business, you're going to want to go put, you're going to want to go join that chamber because what they're going to do, and this is, I think, was old school, is they're going to want to, you're going to become a member. And then when people in the community want to find a reputable company instead of going to the BBC, you know, the business brew, right. they're going to go to the chamber and say, hey, who do you have that's a member that you would recommend to come and landscape my home? Or I need an electrician. I need a plumber. I need this. I need that. Right. That was back then when I was 30, 65 now. So let's look at the chambers being on steroids now. Mm. And I'm saying steroids because when the, what's, what's the biggest part that you can do in your business to get business? Mm-hmm. Network, mm-hmm. right? So if the chamber uh, becomes a networking part of, of how your business is going to grow and you don't know how to network, then that's really what the chambers should be doing is helping you network. Mm-hmm. But as a member, somebody comes into the chamber and they're not a member, it's here's the benefits of being the member. We can have you come right. to mixtures. We can have you come to grand openings. We can have you come to these luncheons, these breakfasts, these, these installations, any kind of an event that's out there, we can have you come. And what do you do when you're there? You're going to want to bring some business cards and you're going to want to Hand them to somebody, let you know, let them know I'm in the Antelope Valley and this is what I do. If you can ever use right. my services, I'm here. But what's the first thing that people buy when you when you go to sale, sell your product? They don't buy your product. They buy yeah. you because yeah. they believe in how you present yourself. Right. Well, right. It goes back to I did a show with a friend of mine, uh, Jeanette, and um, she she said it, it's people buy from people. Mm hmm. It's so true. They don't they don't necessarily buy from the company. Like there's a million McDonald's out here, right? If I go to one and they one of them treat me like shit, I'm just gonna go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Same with a clothing store, same with a yeah. bar, restaurant. I'm just gonna go to the next one. Yeah. People buy from people. So that's why it's very important whoever's the face of your company or the face of your restaurant or your establishment is they got to be a people's person, right? So even like when you would, what you were just saying, right, um, as far as how the chamber used to be back in the day, you know, if I want to uh, go find a mechanic, right, I'll go to the chamber and give me a reputable uh, mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't, if, if I'm a chamber and I'm going to put you on my list because I'm going to re- refer you to somebody, and this is something that I still do to today, like I verily very rarely recommend people to anybody because if I do, that means I'm putting my name on it, put right, my exactly. stamp on it. Right? right. So you as a company, if I'm going to uh, refer you to somebody, I have to damn sure make sure that you're going to represent me in a good way. And don't like just be one of these companies that's going to treat people like shit. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So how like I get like the chambers of business and, you know, we got all these people that want to join but, like, how do, I mean, do we weave people out like businesses out like that or no? Um, well, I can tell you, if you look at the bylaws uh, with our chamber, it'll say in there that uh, the chamber at any time can release a member mm-hmm. for, um, uh, what, what's the, for somebody who's not in good standings in the community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So right. That's, a, that's, a, that's an easy way for the chamber to say, look, you're, you did some things that were, not so good in the community with other with customers and there's some bad things being you know said Mm -hmm. so we need to we need to talk to you about that and find out really what if was it a personality conflict that caused this or was it something you actually did and you charged him for it 
mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, people that belong to chambers should always be in good standing mm-hmm. uh, within, With the their, community. within their own community. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it is the chamber's name that goes out that yeah. we referred those people, just like it, you were saying, Mike, if somebody came to you and they says, hey, Mike, do you know anybody that does really good paints houses really good mm-hmm. you go yeah i can send you this guy and this guy goes and does a really bad job he doesn't even finish it but he he for some way was able to get the money all up front mm-hmm. and he doesn't come back and and finish the job that's kind of beyond it's gonna be on you they're gonna go hey mike yeah. thanks for sending me this guy because this guy was a knucklehead they would never listen right. to me ever again yeah i would never be able to refer anybody yeah, right right and even it affects my work they're like well if, if you trust this guy and you you know vouch for him like what did that say about you and your company Right. Like it's a trickle down effect. Yeah. So, you know, as far as like, you know, the chamber, that's why, I, you know, I, I believe and it goes back to what I was saying. When, because we, we are a chamber and we have to be the example and, and be great leaders. Even if there is a company out there that's not in good standing, it's it, like it's OK. Come network work with us. But we have to be the example of how to network, how yeah. to be in good standing with your community. Right. You know, so hopefully they, they learn from that and they grow from what even the board of directors are not speaking about. Like, we're the face of the chambers. So yeah. our all our companies have to be in good standings with the community. Right. Here's, here's the hard part, though. This has got to be the hard part. And this is, I think, what really causes some problems is that as the leader, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be strong enough to sit there and say, look, um, I know we're friends. I've known you for a long time, but what you really did wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to address that. And this is where the empathy comes in. How are we going to address that mm-hmm. with this person? We don't want to exile them, right? right? Right. But we want to help them. We don't lift them up, help them grow and realize that, hey, maybe you made a mistake doing this. You need to, you know, you may need to rectify your your business process and how you're getting things done or whatever right but you know it, it goes back to what i always say we can't control people right no. uh we, we got to accept people for who they are not who we want them to be but that's why i say we have to be the example like i i can't tell you what to do i can't tell you to be a good person if you're not you're not you know that's that's on you that's something you you got to deal with god about like i can only be an example and be a good person myself and hopefully it rubs off on you by hanging out and networking with me Right. Right. So for the listeners that don't um, actually know, what are the benefits of being part of um, the AV Hispanic Chambers um, and what sets you apart from other chambers? Well, number one, all the chambers are supposed to help their part, their business people uh, be known, be known mm-hmm. in, in the in, in the community. And here here's the thing. There's enough work here for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I have my favorite person here that I'm going to always recommend because we're buddies or, you know, I work with this guy all the time or I work with this lady all the time in their business or whatever. You got to be able to say, hey, look, we have to show the love to everybody. Mm-hmm. Meaning that I hope you don't get upset with me, but, you know, especially if somebody comes to this guy or he finds out that somebody was referred to them out of the chamber, but why wasn't I... Why wasn't I it referred out to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where you, you got to be strong and say, look, we've got to be fair to everybody here. Uh, so the benefit of one is to be able to, when people call in, is to say, look, uh, we're going to go ahead and refer you out, but it might not be every time. But, you know, let's just be transparent here that there's three of you guys. 
type of businesses here. So we can't just keep referring the same one. You guys are all in good standing. So we need to, we need to divvy this out evenly, you know, and if you get the job, great. If they don't like you because they're not buying you and they call us back and say, well, I'm not sure about this guy, then well, try this person. Mm-hmm. Or what we do is we say, Hey, uh, here's three companies. We're going to give you the names on all three of them. You don't have to go to the yellow pages, which we don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. So here you go. You can call whoever you'd like, but they're all members of us. Right. So now we've covered all of them at one time and said, all right, now we're helping them network to get the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, issues when they have issues, like they're not sure about let's let's just say business law or things that are going on in their personal place of business with the employees they'll they'll call our office and they'll ask us hey do you know anybody that i can talk to that again can help me with this issue we should be able to go to our members list and say yes call these people here so what we're doing is we're helping to get that connection to them that's another benefit as well uh and again the networking goes to be unsaid because there's a lot of different ways to network and that's saying we're going to go ahead and we're going to ha- put you on our, our, our email list, and we're going to go ahead and email every event that's going on here in the Antelope Valley to you, okay? Uh, so you, can, you know what's going on, so you can come to this event, and you can be known. You know, people will find out who you are. You know, represent yourself when you come. Because mm-hmm. if you're not out advertising, how else are you going to get business, and how else are you going to be able to flourish? I mean, if your product speaks for itself and – you're a good guy and they really love you, then you're going to do great without advertisement or even needing help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, myself, I've never, ever advertised in my business. The only thing that I advertised as was a business sign on my truck. That was mm-hmm. it. I've mm-hmm. never had a, a website. I still don't have a website for my landscaping business at this point. Oh, I wow. know this great guy that does website, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. but what he's saying is you've never really had to do that and just word of mouth and you represent your yourself and your job speaks for yeah. for itself as well mm-hmm. well that's I, what i'm hearing i say that all the time because i'm the same way in all my years of doing graphics and you know video productions i've net what i don't even have business cards mm-hmm. people ask me business cards, and it's like i don't have them because my business is all referral mm-hmm. like i let my business speak for itself right I've always done that. Yeah. That's why I don't understand, like, when people, um, you know, always uh, say they don't want to, um, like, get mad at certain people uh, because it, you know, they don't, they don't want to hurt their business or whatnot. And it's like your business is speak for itself. Yeah. It shouldn't matter if, like, if you're trying to hang out with, you know, these clickish people or whatever, and you're trying to grow your business, your business is speak for itself. Like, you shouldn't have to do things like that. It's so right. true. You know what I mean? There's a doctor I, I used to work for. He was um, one of the best in hair transplants. And um, he, people would always come to him. You should advertise. And he says, no. He goes, my my work will speak for itself. Oh. And the way I will continue to grow, it's through referral. And it was so true. And, I mean, ever since then, that's I, I'm a big, firm believer about that. And you have to take pride in what you do and represent and have morals and principles. Yeah. Look, look at Ferrari and, and Ferrari kind of started started this because I'm actually working with some commercial real estate people right now um, on some campaigns. And um, I was researching Ferrari, you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini. They've never done TV commercials. Yeah, they don't. Right. No. Because they and I looked up, I saw this one article and Ferrari said because they asked Ferrari why they don't. It's like because the people that's going to buy a Ferrari aren't sitting around watching TV. OK, 
That's it's true. like, so it's pointless. It's so, so true. <laughs> yeah. They got better they're not, Exactly, yeah. They're they not sitting <laughs> around watching TV. Mm-hmm. They're motivated. They're out making money, and they're making yeah. their dreams come true. It's so, so, so yeah. true. And these are things that we should be telling, you know, each other, right. you know, to in order to grow. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to use this as an example. Um, I had a gentleman come in in uh, 19... Or 2015, when I became president, then and uh, he sat down with me, and he was, he was in bad shape. I mean, I thought the guy was going to break down into some tears. Mm-hmm. Not going to throw any names out there, but uh, he was telling me, "I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I, I think I'm going to have to just close my doors." And he goes, "You know," uh, so I had, a, I, I started asking him some questions. He says, you're, "You know, okay, you're not a member." He asked me, "Do I need to be a member to get some help?" And I go, uh, "No, you don't. But let's talk about what's going on. I mean, see if I can give you some information that might help you." So we, in the conversation, realized that his location was the worst location anybody could have possibly put their business, but mm-hmm. it was the only thing he can afford at the time. Mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, are you advertising? I can't afford to advertise." Mark. I said, "All right, great. Um, we need to get you networked into the bit into the community. Have you made business cards?" And he goes, "I can't even afford that." I said, "All right, then." Definitely, you need some help. So let the chamber help you network, and people will know who you are and what you do. And it was a food. He was in the food industry. Mm. So he said, okay. He goes, well, look, and I'm going to come up with the money somehow to pay for the membership. I go, no, I think right now the most important thing is just to get you in a position that you can generate some income Mm -hmm. so you can start doing these things that you need to do as a business, you know, one, your location was, wasn't the best place, but let's get you networked in. He goes, how are you going to do that? I says, well, what we're going to do is we're going to come do a, how long you been in business? Two years. We're going to do a grand, have you ever had a grand opening? No. We're going to do a grand opening for you in a ribbon cutting. So what we're going to do is we're going to get the dignitaries. What's a dignitary? So I explained him what the dignitary is. So basically what I ended up doing for this gentleman was we had an educational meeting. So I educated him on certain things that should have been done, he didn't know, but now he knows. Let us help you. He insisted that if we did this for him, he wanted to pay for the membership. It's not a problem, but let's get the process started. We went ahead and did his grand opening and his ribbon cutting, and since then, his state, his doors have stayed open, and he's been doing really good. Oh, wow. But that's what the chamber is supposed to do. Yeah. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be there for our community members mm-hmm. and help them with empathy not saying that I can't help you until you join the chamber. Mm-hmm. Right. No, let us, because you know what? I believe God's in the forefront of everything we do, mm-hmm. right? So I believe if we're blessing somebody with, with empathy and to do that for them, God's going to bless us back. I just so happened to be the president at that time, and he was blessing the chamber. Our chamber's membership started growing because of the approach we were taking with people that we were really out there doing what we were supposed to be doing. And a lot of it's making sure when we get a new, a new um, member that we actually make sure that, Hey, can we do something, whether it's ribbon cutting, the mixer, whatever, but we need to, we need to do one of these to get mm-hmm. you exposed. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that exposure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, uh, we've gotten a lot of people that have come in and said, hey, I'm having this issue, and I'm having that issue, and I'm having this issue, and I'm having that issue. Okay, so what we're doing is we're just referring them to people that, even when they're not members, mm-hmm. we're still referring them out to people because we should be doing that. We should be saying, well, I can't give you the information if you're not a member. 
That's not true because then you're not being transparent. Mm -hmm. And what would that reason be for not giving it to them? If it, is it the money? If it's about the money, then we're doing it for the wrong reason, yeah. right? Because it's the members, the members that come and they join our member is in membership. They pay a membership, and that's how the doors stay open. So we have to do our due diligence to make sure that we're at least paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a firm believer that when you have a list of members, you should always put your members first when an event is being done. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, because if that's one of the benefits that, you know, we need to help them network. Okay, well, let's network you with this event. Yeah, sure, we can only use a few people, but let's at least try to make sure our members want that, want right. uh, want to participate. Mm -hmm. And if they think that, hey, do I, if I've got to pay money to, to participate in this, this event, but I can't afford it, then okay. Uh, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to help you help us, meaning that you've got a great product, you've got great information you can share. We're going to bring you in as a, as a, 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 at the event, and whatever you're doing there at the event, if people like that and they see that you're a member, they're going to want to come join because they're going to want to have what you're having. They're going to want to come and mm -hmm. get some opportunity to network as well. You know well. what? Um, I just had a great idea. I have them every now and then, you guys. You do? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, because it's something that we kind of touched on um, at our meeting earlier. Um, what, what if we did something, and this is just kind of enhanced, you know, because there's, there's a lot of companies out there that are struggling, right? Like, like uh, the one you were talking about. I think another great way for us to help, even like new businesses, right? Because we all have been there. We all know when starting up a business is not easy. So what, what if we do something like if we do an event, right, but you have a new business or, or, or business that's struggling, they can't really afford to participate, but we get one of our veteran um, businesses that is thriving and doing well to sponsor that company, right? So it's kind of like a double um, sponsorship or, you know, we're putting two of our members in the spotlight. Or so like mentorship. Event. Exactly, like a mentorship. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, for instance, if I was a small company and I couldn't afford a booth at a certain event, right, but, like, let's say a Darlene Trevino would come in, you know, and say, you know what, Mike, I'll, I'll help you with the booth expense. So my booth would be sponsored by her. So it's advertising her and it's advertising my business. It's like a win-win all the way around mm -hmm. in the chamber. Yeah, that, that, I don't see why that wouldn't work. In fact, we got quite a few people in our chamber that – uh, that are members that would actually probably step up. I mean, no, and I know, and that's why I brought it up, because we have great members that are doing very well out here that will step up, and, yeah. I, and I know they will. Yeah. Let me, let me throw this out real quick. Um, Angelo Campano, I've know, known him for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, since i gotten into the chamber, and he's represented me twice in, in two accidents, one with a head-on uh, in my truck and then another motorcycle accident that I was uh, sideswiped on. And he represented me, and he, went, he worked hard for me. So that, you know what? Um, the way he represented me in his heart and his passion for wanting to make sure that I got what I had coming really touched my heart. And that mm -hmm. told me this guy really has a passion for what he's doing in the community. Just like Darlene Trevino, they both have, they both have passions for what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I know for a fact that anytime I've gone to either one of them and said, Hey, I've got a person that's got some things going on. Can you talk to them, please? 
sure, with no hesitation whatsoever. Whatsoever, mm-hmm. they're willing to help, and money never comes up. Right. This is what I charge. This is no, 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 no. It's like have them call me, you yeah. know, or and that to me uh, speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of people right there that would step up, and I know help other people in need. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as there was some type of, I would imagine, mentorship there that would say, look, I'm going to help you out yeah. with this, but, you know, uh, let's get you to the, to the right spot where you need to uh, get get more help, yeah. more more um, advice, more direction yeah. for what you need to go. But that that's a good thing that you brought no, up. No, and, and Angelo, I've seen Angelo at a few events, and he goes above and beyond. Like, he, he's just one hell of a guy. He's generous as hell, like, he, he is like I've seen him do so much and it's like oh wow man thank you like yeah he, he's great well I'm like I have another question for you so let's you know like I'm listening to all of this and I'm like wow like I would love to be you know a part of 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 the chamber of the Hispanic chamber however um I have a question for you let's say that no for Mark sorry you don't, you don't sorry Mike let's say that um you do have a member and they are not um receiving you know uh, maybe the support and the help how can they go about um about those concerns um because you know again it's it's something that has been brought up and i think um i'm very observant you know, I'm personally not a member. I do wear a few hats in the community. And I kind of say, um, I've, I've been laying low. Um, my kind of advise me to step out. And that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, you know, I did grow up here in the Antelope Valley. However, uh, in 2005, I ran and never looked back. And, um, you know, I had, I had a bad taste in my mouth for the Antelope Valley. Um, and now that I'm back, um, uh, sounds like I'm going to be here for a little while, yeah, she ain't and, <laughs> you know, and got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and good things are coming to, to us. And I do see uh, myself investing in the, in the near future, um, to my community. Um, so how would the chamber go about that? Like if there is, um, a member that is questioning, um, you know, their membership, and they're not really receiving that because it's the it's right now what I see, and this is just my opinion that it's a repetitive cycle of of a certain you know people, and not abroad because I know that there are a lot of members um, a part of the Hispanic Chamber, and I would love to know more about them, you know, and kind of uh, pick at their brain, or not only that, but to support them because this is a very small community. Um, how how can someone go about that? To to kind of. Um, Maybe if they're um, hesitant in bringing this up, how can they bring this up as far as their business? Because they might be almost kind of questioning their membership. Okay, so you're talking about current members. Then. Current members, yeah. That's a good question, and I'm glad you brought it up because you know there's never a perfect, there's never a perfect situation mm-hmm. in an office environment. Um, so for one, uh, if the member brings it up, then that needs to be questioned within the internal part of the, the chamber mm-hmm. to this is what the concern was. Why is this happening? It's something that you don't just push aside and say, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. No, 
it's something that you have to look into and you have to see what it takes to correct that. Sometimes it's not always easy to correct because now you're working with personalities. Right. Right. You're working with control factors. Okay. Somebody doesn't want to be controlled or somebody doesn't want to feel like they messed up or maybe they didn't do it the right way or whatever and they take it wrong when you bring it up. You know, I'm a firm believer that when something you you something happens that you create and it's created the wrong way you need to have take ownership on it and say look i'm sorry this happened let's see what we can do to fix it mm-hmm. right sometimes that takes a lot of time as well so that has come up with the with the chamber there was a point where i was getting some uh, feedback from some of our um, members saying that hey i didn't even know that this event was taking it <laughs> was happening until i saw it on the on facebook how come i didn't get notification yeah. on that well there's something called bulk email. They send out a, a, a mass email to everybody. But if your emails are not correct in the way they're written, meaning it could be off by one letter, one number, anything, then that person's not going to get that email, okay? And so I never tell the, the members that, no, I don't believe you. I, you're getting your emails. You're just not taking a look at them because then what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Putting the blame back on them. Right. I don't want to put the blame back on them. I want to go and I want to go and see what's going on and get it corrected. That's something that we've been working on because that was something, and I'm going to be honest, I know we're on the air, but that was something that we found that was wrong in the office is that there was emails that were transcribed wrong. Okay. Okay. But what do we do when we find out that it's wrong? We instantly fix that and we send out flyers. We send out now events that are happening we give them and we also let them know sorry but the email was wrong we did do a mass calling from our office uh, the staff to confirm emails and that's how we were finding a lot of the emails were transcribed wrong Mm -hmm. i'm not going to say why they were or how they got that way i'm just going to say it was what it was and we needed to fix it Mm. and just move forward so that's what we're doing right now and um, we did have one happen not too long ago where this person had seen some things and why wasn't I invited? Why wasn't I informed? And as soon as we found out what the problem was, we corrected it. We called that person and we sent them everything. We got mm-hmm. them to send us flyers. We put it out on a mass email and they were happy. But we explained what yeah. happened and how we were going to fix it. And we did what we said we were going to do. We fixed it. Yeah. And so, so I, I want to add to that. So as far as far as like events and stuff like that, um, yes, we you know we do send out a blast email. We have all our, all our stuff on um, Instagram, Facebook, and our website. You know, and, and with that said, um, and and I don't want to point finger or seem like a point finger, but again, it goes back to accountability. Mm-hmm. Except you know, as an individual um, person you have to be engaged with us too. Even though we're engaged with the community, you have to be engaged with us. You have to stay on our social media. Or, you don't have to be on all of them, but you have to be on one of them and kind of see what we're doing. Don't rely on us to send you these emails all the time because like Mark said, technology, things happen. So you have to be engaged as well. You know, um, as far as how to address, you know, certain issues or whatnot, um, we're always willing and open. Our doors are always open to listening to anything, feedback, you know, good feedback from the, the community, but come be a part of the chamber. Yeah. Come join our, our board. Like uh, we have open spots. Mm-hmm. Like don't just talk about it. Be part of the change as well. Like, cause we're open to that. 
Yeah. You know, and, and for us to make change, we need more people. And, and a lot of these people, they complain. I, and I get a lot of people, they, they complain because that's just all they want to do. But there are real people in the community that I've met that um, they, their concerns are real. Yeah. And for me, it's like I understand that. And, and if your concerns are that real, then come be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Help us change it. Because we're not perfect. We might not get it right on the first time. Maybe we need your input or your suggestion or your ideas. Because maybe we don't have that one small uh, puzzle that we need to fix this problem. Yeah. And on the flip side, Mark, I actually wanted to thank you um, for coming out um, to the art gallery with um, Ashley Kahn. Um, You know, it was just a conversation and it does show a lot of... um, of who you are as a person, you know, um, that was kind of a, a comment that I had with my husband where like, you know, that was really awesome that he kind of, you know, stuck around and waited. And this is someone that's not even a member. This is someone that is just starting to flourish in our community and you stepped up. You know, and that actually spoke volumes of you, you know, as an individual and what you represent and what you want from, you know, the or what you want the community to know that the Hispanic chambers can provide for them. You know, and not only that, that you are um, for your community. So thank you actually for that. Um, You know, my friend Michelle that's over at the Palmdale Playhouse was like, wow, that was so awesome. Like no one really was here. Um, that presented her with with an award or with a recognition, um, you know, and this is the Palmdale Playhouse. That's part of the, you know, city of Palmdale. But it was just you that, you know, that was there that presented her with something. So I also wanted to kind of throw that out there and, you know, say thank you. Well, thank, thank you for you. that. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. And, and I, I want to echo that because, and I think we had this conversation earlier to me, you you are a real pillar in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't just talk about it. Your actions yeah. are behind everything you say, and you, you're you're considered a true leader. And we need more of that. Well, and we need you, you around well, for a long time. <laughs> I appreciate that, but I'm tired. <laughs> it's a lot of work. No, it is. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. Again, I mean, we we need it. I mean, like, yeah, and and thank you for bringing that up because that was something. Um, that I appreciated and admired that you was there mm-hmm. at the Palmdale Playhouse and you recognized Ashley, you know, as being an artist and, you know, during Black History Month. And that was, that was big. Like right. that, that, that really touched me. And that's why I'm proud to be a director under your, your supervision. Uh, Cause yeah. I, I love being a part of something, especially with leaders like you. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm just gonna, I'm going to piggyback off on that. Um, and I'm not saying this because this is your show or because we're sitting here together. This is this, coming. this is our show. This, okay. This is our show. <laughs> no, it's not about me. It's uh, about the community. The, it's yeah. never about me and okay. me or Diana. It's because about but I'm sitting here with you, and by no means is this a very, uh, I don't want to say biased or unbiased. I'm just going to say it like it is. You've got a heart for helping the community. You really do. Um, just this show here really helps people in the community, you know, and um, – this is more of this is is needed in mm-hmm. the community what you guys are doing here, um, but also one of the things that I look for when I talk with somebody who wants to now be a, a director with our our chamber is when I'm talking to them I don't tell them what I'm going to look for or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to to um, identify certain things like does this person have the quality of empathy within mm-hmm. their personality. Does this person 
um, let me listen to what they're saying and see if they're a team player, okay? Mm-hmm. Is this person like to be in control of what they're doing? Because I'm the kind of guy that will kind of step back if somebody's wanting to control rather than confront it Yeah. just to keep things on an even level, you know, keep it peaceful and keep it where it needs to be. Um, there's always a place and a time to talk about things. And so I'm the first that will step back and now's not the time. Let it go. Let them have their time. Let them do what they need to do. And um, this is what we're looking for in a director, somebody who has enough empathy to, at the right time, overlook things because they want to put the community first and they don't want to create drama. They don't want to create um, division. Um, they, you, you, and that's what happens when you, you, know, you have God in your life and God somehow gives you that strength to step back and say, it's okay. Yeah. I don't have to be that person. I don't have to be the one that's, you know, got to have the light on me right now. I believe in recognition. I think it's huge. I believe in the word team. Mm. I don't believe in the word I right. and me. So I don't know if you've noticed, Mike, Cynthia, I'm not sure if you noticed, but I, you probably did. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one to go out and give recognition, <laughs> right? It's okay. Right? <laughs> so but I love doing that. I yeah. love building people up. You know, right. I love build, building people up. And I'll tell you why, because when I was growing up, my mom and dad always built me up because of what I would do without having to be asked to do chores, do this, do that. I would be the one out of all my siblings that would say, hey, dad, I'm going to go and help you today. Son, it's going to be 100 degrees out there. I don't care. He goes, well, don't you want to stay in the neighborhood and swim with the your buddies? And th-? No, dad, I want to come and help you because mm-hmm. you're working hard. And I don't want you to work as hard. You don't even have to pay me. I just want to come work with you. And then when he would want to pay me, I wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. It was just wasn't about me. It was about my dad. Mm-hmm. It was about my dad. Yeah, the pool sounded good, but you know what? That quality time. It was the quality time, and I was given back to my dad because my dad, what he was doing. And my dad, I'll tell you what, he was never a rich man, but my dad was considered the godfather of landscaping up Mm -hmm. here. And I was considered, as I was coming up in my business, the boulder guy Mm -hmm. because I used boulders in every one of my my, um, designs. And you don't see a lot of people using them because they're expensive. you got to get them moved. Get delivered, and you got to have a way to move them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's expensive to go out and rent the equipment to do that and whatnot. Sometimes it's really hard to get those boulders in the backyard, but I'll make it happen to where I got to tear part of the block wall down and rebuild that block wall just to get their dreams come fruition. But I got to still do it right. in a very affordable way. So by no means am I rich, but yeah. I'll tell you where I'm rich. I'm rich with yeah. my faith that I walk in God, and He always provides for me. Always provides. I never worry about when I'm going to get my next job. It always just seems to happen. So that's what I'm looking for in directors with the chamber is somebody who's got a heart for the community. Let's put the community first, right? Mm -hmm. And then the chamber, the well-being of the chamber, but not what I'm going to get out of it. Right. You know? But I think money and rich is just a status. I think you're actually a wealthy man because you have knowledge. Uh, 
you know, yes. and that's something that no one will ever take that will take away from you. No. So like you say, your dad might have not been a rich man, but he was a wealthy man. Yes. And the fact that he was able to, you know, install in you principles and morals, you know, that's and knowledge. Knowledge is power. So you're a very wealthy man. You know, finance, it, it comes and goes, you know, money, right. it's it'll be here today and, and gone tomorrow. But what you what you have, no one could take that from you. You know, so that's why we say I'm I'm also a very wealthy woman, you yes. know, because of my knowledge, because of my life experiences and the fact that I'm willing to hand it down to anyone that comes my way. And that comes from your heart. It does. You know, and yep. that's actually my character strength is love. You know? Both you guys have huge hearts. You <laughs> do. Stop, I, stop I, it. Stop it. It's not seriously. It's you not guys both me. have huge hearts. Oh, thank you. And you're givers. Yeah. Uh, you're not takers. No. I don't see, I've never seen that in the all the time that I've known my <laughs> For the time that I've known you, I've never seen that. I've just seen nothing but a love for your community. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I do. I I can't wait to see what the future holds. You know, I'm I'm really big with the, with the youth. You know, giving back because I say that's my contribution to society is investing into our future because those are our future leaders, mm-hmm. our future doctors, lawyers, um, whatever it is. You know, thriving businesses. I was actually corrected; they're not small businesses because if you categorize it as that, it'll always say that as small. It's actually thriving businesses because they're looking at their future. You mm-hmm. know, to be able to grow and be successful. So. Yeah. All right. So we we, we running out of time, uh, hey, but C- Cynthia right. gonna close us close us you're out. Such <laughs> a I, I you're such a nerd. <laughs> you know, it's funny that I always do my crusher goals, and I yes. kid you not, I never flip them over. I never, you know, kind of sort them through. I just put it. You what know, we got today? What we whatever got today? it is. So today it comes from Carrie Fisher, and it says, "Stay afraid, but do it anyway." And that's kind of what you, what, what you know, our, our conversation with you today, Mark, was on, you know, stay afraid, but do it anyways. I like that. You know what I mean? Just do so, it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, because you, you're supposed to be uncomfortable going into a new situation. That's if, right. if it, if it, they say that if your dreams don't scare you, then you're dreaming about the wrong things. Okay. Mm-hmm. That part. So yeah. I'll put it out there, Mark, again. If you know of anyone that's looking to invest into a roller skating rink, oh, let's God. do it for our kids, for our community, for the well-being of the families here in the AV. Um, so I don't get tired of telling people, everyone that comes our way, is we need more things for our kids. We need more things for our family and our youth. I think there's some great leaders out there that own companies right now that would be willing to step up to that. You just got to go talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I keep putting out there. and It's going to happen because, yeah, there. you keep putting it out there. So we're going to have a scalar, skating, skating uh, rink. rink out here. Yeah. And I think some. we kind of did talk about that, yeah. right, Mark? Yeah, we're going to Back have in some. the days, yeah. you know, that's where you used to go is get your skate on. So we, we, we about to we run out of time because we got to let Mark go because he got a hair appointment to go to. He got to go get that dude. That's a jolt of joy. <laughs> but before we go, I want to uh, remind you guys, March 3rd, we have the AV Hispanic Chambers 26th Installation Gala. Uh, you want to talk about that a little for a minute? or It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be, if you guys came to the 25th, which was uh, March 3rd of 2022, it was a awesome yep. event. But this event here is going to be Alice in Wonderland. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be cool. A lot of people are excited. There's a lot of people that are that said they're going to come. So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Tickets are almost sold out. So you guys go to the website, oh. go to the IG page, go get your tickets now. Tickets are a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you do not want to miss this. A lot of people missed it last year, and uh, weeks after Literally. that, people was talking about <laughs> it. So you don't want to want be one of those people that that you know that missed out and like, dang, I wish I was there. It's going to be an epic event. Trust me, um, we're putting together a, a lineup and dinner and drink. Oh, we got special drinks there too. I know y'all like to drink. Don't want to mess these special drinks. And guys, don't be discouraged now because it's the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. It's yeah. for everyone. Yes, they definitely. are a very diverse group. I actually experienced that firsthand when I went into the office. So, mm. guys, if there is something that you have in your heart to get your business up and running, definitely reach out to the AV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Mm. It's not just for Hispanics. It's a right. very diverse group. So come on out. And real quick, um, talk about. About the cohort a little bit oh yes so um real quick the city of palmdale has approved a second cap program so that's certification and apply positive psychology so reach out to miss nardi lopez at the city of palmdale yes. and applications are out you can also follow us on our social media um doing it the gaudy way or you can follow mike on one and e life on instagram and there will be more information to that but i cannot get tired of saying it this certification is life-changing there's so many tools for your toolbox um again that is certification in applied positive psychology with the city of palmdale yeah and i put in my application so nari Nardi Lopez. Nardi Lopez. Yes. Approve me. Approve me. <laughs> yes. Yes. So please reach out to Miss Nardi at the city yes. of Palmdale. All right, you guys. We out of here. Hey.